You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Animals talk to us every day in many ways, especially the animals that live with us. Have you ever wondered if your pet could speak? What would they tell us? Join pet communicator Erica Alexander as Pet Life Radio presents When Animals Speak. You'll learn how to enhance your life with your pets and expand your knowledge. When animals speak, it helps us align with intimate wisdom of animals for insight and self-knowledge. Now, step inside the mind of your pet with your host, Erica Alexander. Welcome to When Animals Speak on PetLifeRadio.com. I am your host, Erica Alexander. I'm an animal communicator. Wouldn't you love to be able to say no more litter box? I have Rebecca Riscotti with me today. She's the creator of City Kitty Cat Toilet Training Kit. When my clients call, they may have issues discussed or would just like some feedback to be able to bond with their pets. And one of these issues I receive calls on is, why is my cat no longer using her litter box? Many clients kid me saying they wish their cats would use the toilet. Now I'm going to let you know that it is possible to toilet train a cat. Rebecca, who flushes the toilet? <laughs> That's a funny question, but I do. I, you know, Samantha uses the toilet and I'll flush for her. <laughs> I thought so. I just had to clarify. How did this all come about? You know, um, when my husband and I got married and moved into a very small apartment in New York City, there was little room for my cat Samantha's litter box. So we, I had a cat whose family member had toilet trained themselves, and I thought to myself one day, if that cat can get up on the toilet and go to the bathroom without being taught how to do it, then I certainly could probably toilet train my cat Samantha. And after I did, I was so amazed by the whole thing that I wanted to help other people be able to toilet train their cats too. I think that's great, and I see that Samantha knows that you're very proud of her for doing that. Oh, you know, I always tell her she's a world-famous kitty cat because her videos are all over the Internet. And she knows it. She's very (laughs) proud of herself. And she actually, it's funny, do you have other pets or pets that come to visit? Do you have people that come to visit you with other pets? I do have people that come to visit um, us with other pets. My brother comes over with his uh, Labrador, um, but uh, Samantha's our only pet right now. Well, that and we've got three fish that are um, they're a you know bit smaller. The reason I say that is because she tells me that she tells the other pets that come over. Because she brags to them about her yeah, yes. training abilities? You know what? That's exactly what it is. That You used the word better, brag. That's what she does. <laughs> she brags. She struts around. She's so proud. She really doesn't have a huge ego. It's not like, you know, look at me. I, but um, she's very proud of the fact. And she knows that she's helping other cats. She feels that it helps other cats to use this method. For whatever reason. Yeah, but she's very happy living with you. You spoil her rotten. She loves you to death. Uh, She says she's not too thrilled when the dog comes over. (laughs) (laughs) What kind of treats do you give her? She's asking for more treats. (laughs) You know, I don't think that's fair because I have plenty (laughs) of treats for her. (laughs) 
I think that's um, an outrageous request. <laughs> every street under the sun for her. Oh, she. <laughs> maybe, maybe she, maybe she's actually requesting that I, that I start making tuna more often so she can have more fresh tuna. I think that's maybe what she's getting at. <laughs> She said, no, that's not it, but that she knows that you're good about buying treats, but she would like you to actually give them to her more often. Oh, well, I have a two-year-old son who loves giving her treats, so she gets them every single day. Well. Let her tell you differently. (laughs) (laughs) I guess she's just being greedy. I think so. (laughs) (laughs) You know, honestly, though, Many pets, like I had said previously when announcing you, is that people call to bond and they they are wanting to know what their pets want so that they can do that for them because they love them so much. You have to realize that pets, when they finally can get their two cents worth in, we Mm -hmm. may think if we have one chocolate cookie, we're fine, but we may want five. (laughs) You know, same thing with them. They're finally going to get to say what they would like. So, well, she'd be happy if I filled her whole cat bowl with treats instead of regular food. That would probably make her happy. That's kind of the way it's looking here. (laughs) You know, how long does it take to train? Cat. I, you know, it depends on the cat. On, on average, it takes about four to six weeks. When I trained Samantha, it took her about two and a half months. But, um, you know, we've got cats that anywhere train from two weeks to three months. So it kind of runs the gamut. It really depends on the cat and the cat owner. I would think if uh, a lot has to do with the owners. Many owners feel that a lot of things are instinctive or inherent and that they should automatically be doing certain things, pets, all pets, and that uh, they don't realize a lot of it boils down to the habits in their homes of training. Absolutely. You know, most of the times when people toilet in a cat, this is really their first very close bonding experience with their cat and that they're watching their every, you know, what they're doing every day and their behavior. A lot of people don't take the opportunity to train cats to do anything, even though they can be trained to do lots of things. Um, people generally think that only dogs can be trained. So usually this is their first bonding experience and training experience with the cat. So sometimes it does take a little bit longer. That's a nice point for you to bring up. Does Mm -hmm. size or age matter with the cat? No, you can really, you can toilet train a cat of any age, size, or breed, but, you know, the requirements for, you know, the right candidate for toilet training, obviously you don't want to be training a newborn kitten. You want to wait until your cat's at least three months old, (laughs) and you also want them to be successfully litter box trained already because cat toilet training leverages their um, abilities to use a litter box. And then, of course, you know, you want to toilet train a healthy cat. If your cat's very, very old, um, if they suffer from arthritis or something like that, maybe toilet training is not the best thing to be doing for them at the time. That question really came from a thought that I have because I have cats and one of mine is at the point that she's getting older and I had to put one of those uh, stairs near my bed because mm-hmm. she likes to sleep in the bed every night. So I thought, well, if she had to walk upstairs to get to the bed, I was wondering you know, if she could get on the, uh, on the toilet. Generally, we say, you know, cats that are, you know, if you've got a cat that can just jump up on the furniture and, like, you know, walk across a, a two-inch ledge like most cats can, you know, they're a great cat to toilet train. If, but if, if your cat's having difficulty even, you know, jumping up a little bit, they might not, it might not be the best thing to toilet train at that time. I just recommend, you know, toilet training a cat that's definitely, you know, steady on their feet and is healthy. 
that's just common sense. But it just yeah. made me think of that issue. And uh, do you get any feedback on what percentage of cats or uh, graduate? Yeah, well, we hear back from customers all the time. You know, the one thing that's great is when people toilet train their cat, they're so proud of it. They love to brag to people about it. I had one customer that emailed me that said that she told everybody that would listen that she toilet trained the cat and even <laughs> tell you would even tell people in the grocery store in the line there that she had toilet trained her cat. So um, I don't have an exact percentage. You know, of course, you know, a majority of cats, can be trained to use a toilet if they're already successfully litter box trained. You're basically just leveraging those instincts. But sometimes it does come down to the fact that the cat owner needs to, you know, be in sync with their cat and really know them very well to be successful doing this. I would go around telling a lot of people, I think it would be fun to get people's reactions. I would be so happy that I didn't have to clean the litter box anymore. And just think of all the money that people could save on litter. Yeah, uh, no, people are trying to save money right now. That's one thing you don't have to go. I have to go to the store and I'm buying 50-pound bags of litter and lugging them back to the house. That would yeah, no, be absolutely. nice. Not, you know, no storage of litter, lugging litter around, cleaning the litter box. How Can you get any better than that? The average person spends about $175 a year on kitty litter, believe it or not. And that adds up to over $2,000 more, actually more than $2,000 over the cat's lifetime. So if you are toilet training your cat, you really just are helping out in the fact, you know, not only for your wallet, but also for the environment, the fact that you're not I was going to say, as you were talking, I was thinking of, isn't that another way of going green? Uh, Absolutely. We're not dumping a lot of litter. Yeah, well, and, and unfortunately, um, litter is a very invasive process. And manufacturing litter is a very invasive process for Earth. You know, you're basically strip mining clay from the Earth, and then it's manufactured and then, um, you know, shipped all over the country to people's homes. So you're talking, it's a very, very large carbon footprint or pulp print, if you want to say it like that. Um, so if you can just eliminate that completely from your life, you're really helping out. I was not even aware of the process. Mm-hmm. Oh no! Yeah, it's very—it's a very invasive process. You basically strip the land of all of its, you know, natural minerals and and leave a big hole in the earth. And that's not, you know, the way that we should go about things. Well, I want to thank you very much for letting everyone know that. That's just great. And I also want to thank you for having you on the show today. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Time to communicate with our sponsors. When animals speak, we'll be right back. Greetings, human. What planet am I on? Welcome to Pet Planet. Here's a copy of Pet Planet Magazine, Florida's most informative and fun pet resource magazine. It features heartwarming stories and informative articles from local and national pet experts. Excellent. Pet Planet Magazine offers Operation Planet Rescue, helping rescued pets find new homes. And it's available at 500 locations in South and Central Florida and 24-7 on the Internet at PetPlanetMagazine.com. If you're out and about with your pet, you may be featured in Paparazzi, Candid Pictures of You and Your Pet. For up-to-date pet-friendly events, activities, and pet-related services and products, Pet Planet Magazine is your final destination. I shall take this magazine home with me. Back to your home planet? No. 
to my condo in Boca. Pet Planet Magazine. Check them out at www.petplanetmagazine.com or 352-394-8578. It's out of this world. Coast to coast and around the world, it's all behave with Arden Moore. Find out why cats and dogs do the things they do and get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get great tail-wagging pet tips and have a fur-flying fun time. All behave with America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Every week on demand, this is the place for a special paparazzi treat. Only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Is your pet thinking you should order that great product you just heard about? Find out now when Animal Speak is back. Well, we're welcoming Jane to the show today. Hello, Jane. Hi, Erica. I understand you have uh, two dogs. I do. I have a black lab named uh, black lab mix named Shadow, and we had an Australian Shepherd purebred named Rave, which was actually a nickname for North Star's Raven Party. Oh, I like that. I love when someone comes up with their original names. Take credit for that, the breeder. <laughs> okay. All right. You said had. I caught that. Yeah. Um, about two, two and a half weeks ago, we came home and poor Rave was just lying dead in the backyard. And we have no idea what happened to him. Your yard's fenced in? It is fenced, yes. I do see that it's fenced. Is it more like a chain link fence or open where you can kind of see through versus uh, solid wood? Yes, it's all, all see through. Okay, I can see that you can see through. Were there any marks on Rave? No. Like, you mean like claw marks or bite? Mm-hmm. No, mm-mm, nothing. See him in the yard. I see the two dogs together. I see him looking out. And then next thing, he just is uh, keeled over a few five, six, seven feet from the fence. Yep. <laughs> he had a heart attack. Are you serious? Yeah. He he seems that he was watching something. He was a little startled. I do not want to say that that was the whole reason. I think that he was having uh, heart problems that you were unaware of. And he saw something that startled him. And so it it just had that effect on him. I say that because I don't want you to think that he was so frightened in this as if he had seen a bear or something on the other side that it was just that that was the cause but he uh something startled him frightened him is more the word he says frightened him and and he fell over and he didn't think that he was he was going to die pass on he thought he was going to make it. He was he was laying on his side for a while bef- before this happened, and he he was trying very hard to be strong, uh, thinking, "Oh, okay, I'm I'm going to get over this." You know, kind of like it's funny. This is what he's saying. He's saying that uh, 
You know how we get hiccups and we're sitting there going, okay, they're going to stop any minute now? Mind over matter. <laughs> Mind over matter was what he was doing. He was laying there. And uh, is there a reason he'd use hiccups as an example? Uh, does someone have a hiccup a lot in your family or is it just something that he was using as a general example? I didn't know he was using it. I don't know. My son used to get get hiccups pretty often. I don't. I never know knew that the dog paid attention. <laughs> that is why he used that example. I thought there was a reason, and he saw that your son get hiccups. It's like, <gasps> you know, a little startled and frazzled your son, and so he felt the same way. He says, "Oh, that's what's happening to me," but it wasn't, uh-huh. and so yeah, very sad. I'm so sorry. Yeah, my first son found him. And he had gone out to feed him, and he didn't come when he called for the food, which is very unusual. (laughs) (laughs) I loves his food. And uh, when he didn't come, he poked his head out to the yard to see where he was, and he was laying there dead. I guess his fur was very messed up. So we were concerned that he was suffering, like he was struggling, because it looked like he was rolling around in the grass. Does he say anything about that? He was, because, as I said, he didn't think that that's what was going to happen to him. He thought that it was just a brief moment of uncomfortable. He he did not know what was happening to him, and he went down, and then he did struggle when he, when he had no breath. He had no breath, and, and as, he, as he was, you know, suffocating it, he, was, he didn't know what to do. Yeah, we were worried about that part. Yeah. He was there with them. I don't know that we would have been able to do anything had we been there, but we felt sad that he was alone. Did he feel better that Shadow was nearby? Yes, and you don't, there's no guilt that he, he, don't feel guilty that he was alone. It happened so fast, you couldn't have picking him up and taken him anywhere. I don't see that there's anything that you could have done. And, Animals and people pretty much time when they're going to leave. You know, it's kind of like a play. We come on this earth for our lessons and we also kind of plan out how and and when we're going to leave. Sometimes animals will hang in there for a while though, say they're they're have a disease or ill and they're not feeling well, they they do hang on if an owner is having a real hard time with it for the owner. They know that, you know, they're having a hard time letting go, and they do try to, to wait, but... Can I ask you a question about Shadow? Sure, but let's do that after we come back from a commercial break. Okay, thank you. Okay, you are welcome. Time to communicate with our sponsors. When animals speak, we'll be right back. Pet Life Radio presents Paranormal Pets, where you can always expect the unexpected. Each week we'll discuss all aspects of weird or spiritual animal encounters, ghosts, totems, psychic animals, animal souls, animal angels, and animals in religion, with a little cryptozoology thrown in. Step into the supernatural world of pets with your paranormal pet's ghostly host, Dusty Rainbolt, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. 
Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Is your pet thinking you should order that great product you just heard about? Find out now when Animal Speak is back. We are out of time. My cats are waiting for me to go flush the toilet. Did you know that 4 billion pounds of cat litter go into landfills? I would like to thank everyone who was on the show today, along with my producer Mark at PetLifeRadio.com for all the hard work he does putting together these shows. For a City Kitty toilet training kit, go to C-I-T-I-K-I-T-T-Y.com, City Kitty. If you would like to know what your pets would say if they could speak, go to WhenAnimalsSpeak.com. My consultations are for pets, people, and those on the other side. Readings can give you great peace of mind when your questions are answered. If you would like transcripts of this show or any other show on Pet Life Radio Network, go to PetLifeRadio.com and click on When Animals Speak. Warm wishes and purrs to you. Animals talk to us every day in many ways, especially the animals that live with us. Have you ever wondered if your pet could speak? What would they tell us? Join pet communicator Erica Alexander as Pet Life Radio presents When Animals Speak. Step inside the mind of your pet on When Animals Speak. Every week on demand in iTunes and on PetLifeRadio.com.